studios in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome to the 25th edition of The Other Kind Radio, episode 25. The other kind that's, uh, that's pretty big. The Other Kind Radio is a pop culture podcast with a reference to ping-ponging. <laughs> uh, my name's Jeff. I'm one of your hosts. Todd is your other host and is currently working with a team of scientists down in Dallas to get our AV time machines in sync. Yes, folks, we are broadcasting from our AV time machines for the next two episodes. Now, you may be wondering, what exactly is that? Well, it simply means that we're recording these episodes prior to their air dates which will be the 2nd and 9th of September. Anyway, on the show today, uh, we're going to take Todd. Todd's take on is on a show, I think a show called Nail It uh, on Netflix. And I'm going to get into Better Call Saul with Jeff's Judgment. And then we're going to get heavy into the um, Emmys coming up with some predictions and whatnot. So uh, let's go ahead and... Let's go ahead and play the wrong sound effect. That's always good. It's super early. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, let's see. Let's see if we can tune in, Todd. <laughs> see if we're on the same frequency, Todd. Are, can, it, it, is my time machine making it to your time machine? Come in, Todd. Uh, I really like this whole time machine thing. You know they have bacon down here. <laughs> breakfast bar <laughs> really good you've got bacon in your time machine and i do think that i think my new bit for all of these you know brad pitt in the uh oceans 11 films how he was always eating mm-hmm. my new thing i'm just gonna eat and every every time you ask me anything i'm gonna have food in my mouth you like that now see i just saw that on what was the other behind the scenes um it was somebody that was on a talk show. It was the guy that plays. Um, now you guys mentioned on the Planet of the Apes uh, or the Men of the Apes all the time. Um, the actor that was Thanos. Oh, uh, Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin was on. It wasn't uh, Fallon. It was on another talk show. I think it was Conan. He was on, okay. and he kept saying that the true test of an actor is uh, if they can act while eating something. Hmm. So they brought him a pretzel and he said something with his mouth. Well, so sorry. Uh, made me think of that. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I seriously, I need a bit. I think that's, I'm, I'm always going to be consuming food from this point forward. Well, that's, that's good. Listener, you can mark it down. <laughs> it's my 25th episode celebration. That's right. 25, 25. And in an in honor of uh, our 25th episode, we have a special guest here in the studio. Um, and right now I'm going to ask that, uh, Hey Alexa, is the show going to go well today? Oh, she wasn't patched in. Alexa, is the show going to go well today? Sorry. I don't know that one. Oh, well, <laughs> you ask for a little, uh, <laughs> what's even best is the, Oh, she's not patched in. And then, Oh, I don't know that one. <laughs> Well, she gave me the, you know, the put up the finger, like, you know, hey, hold on a second. Not the finger, a finger. And, I you know, okay. A very important distinction, by the way. I mean, should we ask her one more time just to make sure? Go for it. Okay. Alexa, are Todd and I going to have a good show today? Sorry, I don't know that one. Dang, that's right. Alexa, what's five plus five? Five plus five equals ten. Okay. All right. Well, well she's got something down. I'm going to make sure we weren't having like a whole scene, you know, scene from, from uh, 2001 where Hal, where we were about to, you know, ask Hal to open the pod bay doors. What was that? I was doing Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that. I'm sorry, Dave. 
Um, all right. Well, let's get going. <laughs> yep. Okay. Stumble, stumble, AV time machine. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. The Alexa bit has run off. Now, let me get, and play that sound effect that I played uh, earlier. Let's get that projector fired up. And Todd, what's your take on this week? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out this week that one thing I love to have with all the media I watch are, you know, a palate cleanser of sorts, like you would when you go to a fancy restaurant and they come out and they want you to reset your taste buds. So I love to find little nothing shows. And one of my co-hosts on Men of the Apes threw out, hey, go try Nailed It, which is inspired by a craze of people on the internet who tried to make elaborate cakes without any skills to do so. So this is a 30 minute show and they'll have like some, they have a host who she's obviously a comedic actor and she's a little obnoxious, but she's, you know, she's kind of funny. They have a guy that is a French chef who is an expert in chocolates. And then they'll have usually some obscenely talented baker and they come on, they make a cake that looks like a person. It literally looks like a person. These people who have no skills have two hours, I mean, it's a 30 minute show, so it's condensed, but two hours to make that cake. And then someone wins. And look, it's just a reality show. It's silly, but what they make sometimes is so damn funny that it is my new palate cleanser. It is the, oh, I've been watching too much of Deadwood, and that's so dire and serious. I need something just to make me laugh for 30 minutes. Great, great little throwaway show. You know, nothing that's meaty, but I think we all need the throwaways. So they have they have a, a ringer come in do you know any of the the actual bakers that are on there that are that any uh, audience might know no i you know there there was one lady that they said is a, a big youtube star has like oh. three four million followers but she you know and hers were very cool what she likes to do is make cakes that look like real food and mm. she said i love the idea of making something as close to realistic that looks like a hamburger but it's a cake and so that day she made sushi cakes and they were just cakes with, you know, fonded around the outside of it to look like seaweed. For the for the rice, she used jelly beans. And it was cute. But then to watch people who really have no skills try to replicate that, it's pretty funny. It's, it's just good, silly fun. And I think we all need that every once in a while. I agree. Half-hour show? Half-hour show. Right. I have two seasons on there, maybe a total of 12 episodes. So you'll blaze through it quickly. And it is one of those that, you know, if you get into it, you're going to, think okay i'll watch the other one and i'm not saying it's belly last but it's just kind of good silly fun nailed it netflix check it out i don't know why i'm having such difficult times with the sound effects today but i am folks and if you're sensing a bit of urgency on the part of todd and i we are trying to get these two recorded um and it's kind of it's in the middle of the work week <laughs> So I'm I told my bosses I'm having my brain removed. Todd is having are you having an appendage removed? What did you tell your work? Uh, gender reassignment. Sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Well, that's just a political <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't resist that and you should probably cut that out. No. We might. I don't know. I don't know. All right. And, and I, okay, what did I tell them? You know, I simply said I had things going on this morning. That's right. That's what you do when you're in your 40s and 50s. Remember the days of the elaborate, like, okay, so, okay, look, like if I had to report to you and I was like, Todd, I'm not, I'm not, I would, nowadays I would call you and I say, Todd, I'm, I can't make it in. I have family things going on or personal stuff. But you remember in your 20s when it was like, okay, so here's what happened. Okay, so you don't know her, but Shana is a really good friend of mine. And she had a little bit of drink, and she lost her frisbee, and we have to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> now you just say, "I can't make it." Can't I'll be in around it. noon. So like, and then, and then I would forget the elaborate lie that I told not to get to go into work, and then I would show up either later that day or the next day, and then they'd be like, "So what's up with the frisbee?" And I would forget and be like, "What frisbee? Shana's frisbee." <laughs> I don't have not a good liar. I don't have any friends named Shana. Oh, really? And then I would be fired. Someday we're going to have to get into lying and the skill that it takes to sustain your lies. That's that's another conversation for another day. That's actually a pretty good one. Uh, We're still looking for a subject to have our fantasy movie league winner on. Maybe Jeff would be interested in partaking in that conversation. 
I think that'd be cool. And we could even try and find pop culture references where they lie. Liar, liar is the obvious, you know. Yeah. Uh, it could just be those, but talk about the complexity of sustaining a lie. I like it. I love it. Well, thank you for Todd's take on. That was uh, well done. Uh, my judgment, uh, which I'm still searching for uh, some type of uh, sound effect or intro music, but uh, just bear with me, folks. Uh, today, we'll just go with uh, a doorbell. Hey, everybody, it's Jeff. Here's Jeff's judgment on. Um, today, we are going to be talking about uh, a show that's been around for a number of seasons. However, my father has been um, reminding me how good it is and how quickly I need to view it. And that is the fourth season fourth season of Better Call Sal. Uh, Saul, not Sal, Saul. Um, and the reason why I'm bringing it up today is is for those kind listeners that are out there that have you know, they're, uh, maybe they've, you know, run up all the episodes on shameless or they're out of game of Thrones or, um, what was yours? The handmaid's tale. If you're in between shows right now and looking for something new, even if you haven't seen breaking bad and Todd may disagree with me on this, but, um, check out better call Sal, uh, Saul, um, in the sense that, uh, it is a, uh, spinoff of Breaking Bad, but they've done a really good job in only creating a quality show. And I even read some articles that are stating that it may be better than Breaking Bad when it's all said and done, but it's a great show and, uh, getting caught up on season four has been just a real joy. Um, and it's on AMC, which was the same uh, network. Uh, it was, uh, with Breaking Bad. Now I, I take a few of my pennies and rub them together because I go ahead and just buy the uh, iTunes subscription for the season. It's $17, and that sounds a lot, but usually it's 8 to 10 episodes, so you're paying, you know, a little a little, uh, a little, less than a couple dollars an episode. So, um, but I'm interested, Todd, I, I, you, I asked you in pre-production if you're watching, you said yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad was one of those that I came a little late to. I was one of those people that, like so many, found it about year two or three on Netflix and binged it and was like, oh, my God. And to this day, I, you know, I don't do a whole lot of that's the best thing I've ever seen kind of things. But I, that, I will actually toss that out on occasion for Breaking Bad. And the, the shocking thing is that Better Call Saul, you know, it, did it start a little slowly? Yeah, but I think it had to. I think it had to kind of set a tone for itself. And I think once it gets going it is that rarity of a continuation of a story that's as strong as the original, but in some ways it's, you know, they're doing, they're proving the fact that you can tell a prequel, a story that happens before the other, you can tell it and you can do it beautifully. I, I think it's a fantastic show. It's a great show and worth checking out. And again, uh, whether we count, we, we try and uh, cover it in more depth later, but that's my judge, judgment on for today. As we have uh, mentioned a couple times before during this podcast, uh, to today, we're going to be moving right along folks. Um, so, uh, check out better call Sal AMC. It's also available. Um, earlier, uh, seasons are available on Netflix. If you want the current season, uh, looks like you'll have to look at, uh, uh, I believe it's uh, Hulu uh, with with some money and uh, iTunes. All right, on the center stage today, we are going to be discussing the 2018 Emmys. They broadcast on the 17th of September on the National Broadcast Company. Your hosts are Colin Jost and Michael Shea, the uh, guys that are currently hosting Weekend Update on uh, Saturday Night Live. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I always kind of like the duo uh, hosting teams, even when Tina Fey, Tina Fey and um, Amy Polner uh, hosted. I thought that I thought they did a really good job. I kind of have the same opinion as Todd. Uh, award shows to me haven't really been anything that I, I really paid that much close attention to. Of course, since we've started this podcast and our relationship with a kind listener, uh, and and trying to keep up with the pop culture. I find it a duty and, and what, a, what do they say a necessary evil to uh, to check these out. So, folks, this is going to be a little bit different than what we did for the Oscars. Um, but we do want to go through, kind of discuss what we know, what we've watched, and then make some predictions. Uh, we <laughs> There won't be any million-dollar prize on the line this time. Uh, Todd has an important announcement to make about how he is going to pick his winners this year. Go ahead, Todd. 
So I told Jeff, I, I don't want to just become the analytical guy that's always going to say, well, this is going to win. Um, because I really do. I've already said it a thousand times. I really do think award shows are incredibly predictable. So what I'm going to do this time, I may make mentions of what I think something's good, but I'm actually going to pick what I want to win. And we'll see how that jives out. We'll see if that works, that my opinion jives with what the voters think. All right. That being said, let's go ahead and get rolling. <clears throat> All right. So the first category that's listed is this is just a list that we got off of Variety. So I don't know if this is the order in which they're going to be presented, uh, but this is the way we're going to go through them, which will make it really fun on the night of the award show as I madly scramble around to see who got what right. <laughs> we're gonna, do they, they actually? That was a question I was going to ask you. Um, since you've watched the Emmys, um, you know a little more than I have, at least the live broadcast. Do they um, save the best for last, kind of like how the uh, the Oscars do? They do. So yeah. those. So your list here is pretty much backwards. Uh, Fantastic. Usually, now, it's not always. I think drama series is always the final one. Comedy series will come a little bit before. It won't just be comedy series, then drama. Okay. Um, so it, it, it won't be exactly like this, but let's go for it. Yeah, we'll go for it. I'm, we, don't, we don't have time. <laughs> we don't have time to go through and change okay, everything. Now, can you hang on? We're going to edit this. You, you guys just sit by and here's a thought. <laughs> How to sustain a lot. Exactly. You need you, we need you to listen to this for the next uh, hour. It's Todd's favorite sound effect. All right. So outstanding drama series. Now, again, we're not going to get into depth uh, as we did with the Oscars because there are just a ton of nominees. So we'll just kind of list them and then have a, a kind of a quick discussion to move along. So um, out, uh, outstanding drama series. We have the Americans FX crown, which is on Netflix, Game of Thrones on HBO, Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, Stranger Things on Netflix, this is us on NBC and Westworld HBO. Just right out of the gate, what's what do you think, Todd? Uh, what do I think of all those? There are two that don't belong. I don't think Stranger Things and Westworld have any business being here. Stranger Things second season was a bit of a mess. It was nothing what? more than a reunion. The first one, it's good, it's fun, but it's not up to the caliber of what it was the first season. Westworld, I like it. It again was a little sloppy in places. It is very cerebral, and I get it. I don't think it belongs here. Um, when I'm running down this list, I have not yet watched the Americans. I want to get into it. I just haven't had the time. Uh, the crown fantastic show. Game of Thrones, adore it. Handmaid's Tale. You love it. I've already said that this is us. Never watched it. Watch one episode. Thought it was cute. Don't want to watch anymore. Here's what <laughs> I probably, if I had to lay my money down on what I think deserves it, I would go with Handmaid's Tale just because I did think they nailed that sophomore season. It is a rarity where something this good can say we're going to continue down this vein. I think The Crown is fantastic. I would not be surprised or disappointed if it won, but I think Handmaid's Tale wins. I realized I need to be making notes uh, yes, during this. Um, wow, you know, you said that so quickly and so efficiently. I agree. I with some of what you said, Westworld, and you, you know, you have such a, a magical quality about you. Uh, I think you missed your calling or may still have it out there to be in politics. Cause I, you know, I, I'm, I, I heard you say Westworld didn't belong. And of course I'm just like, what? And then you say why? And you're right. Because if you look at the first season, all they did was work within that one world, which was Westworld. Uh, and then in the second series, they kind of made a mistake or a, a, a mistake that's been made before where they have to continue on. But I think they opened it up a little too much, and that you find out there's very there's some uh, several other uh, worlds that exist. And I will tell you, I and I think part of it's because I don't have the cerebral for it. Um, yeah, I did I did breeze through some, and of course, my father loved every episode and and, and thinks it's one of the greatest um, of Westworld. Yeah, Westworld. This is us. I'll, to be honest, when I heard this was getting popular and I'd turn on every once in a while and see the Today Show or America, whatever the other morning talk shows are, and they'd have the stars on and everybody was freaking out about it, I was immediately turned off by it. I get that way too, and, and I really stayed at arm's length because I don't like uh, network dramas. I find them to be incredibly derivative of everything that's gone before it. But then I started reading a lot of people that I really respect, and, and I just read this the other day. The people that created Marvelous Mrs. Maisel uh, were in the, the, 
whatever his name is that is on uh oh my god is on this is us he was also on gilmore girls and they're they're talking to him and they're saying they were saying this is us is what they would want to do if they made a network tv show that is very smart i watched that first episode and i won't lie i i had tears in my eyes oh. it was great i just don't right now i don't want to watch it because right. it's just number one it's 20 something episodes a season i already feel way behind i don't like that model so it's it's well done i just don't really care to watch it okay and i'm gonna go with my heart as well out of all of these which are in, enjoyable to watch and everything i'm gonna go with the crown uh watched all of that i thought it was uh really well done and part of me thinks that uh, the tie-in to darkest hour and everything else will kind of overflow to that if you can make the the royal family that compelling and that dramatic then you might deserve an emmy right I, I, my sister is a fanatic over that. You know, she studied all this English stuff and she loves it. I can't stand it, but my God, I couldn't get enough of that show. It's fantastic. All right. We'll continue moving on right now. Thank you for your thoughts on that. We're going to go to outstanding comedy series. Reminder, the kind listener, these are not in the order in which they will be drawn, uh, but this is the order in which I put them. So there we go. Comedy series, Atlanta on FX, Barry, HBO, Blackish, ABC, Curb Your, Curb Your Enthusiasm, HBO, Glow, Netflix, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Amazon, Silicon Valley, HBO, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Netflix. Todd, what's your pick? Okay, I'm going to do what I did before. Atlanta, I think it's a fantastic show. Uh, you know, there's a part of me that thinks this could win again. Uh, I think that what, uh, God, why can't it, uh, Daniel Glover, who was Lando Calrissian and Solo, what he's doing with this show is just monumental. Barry, I haven't watched that. I think you even told me to watch it, didn't you, Jeff? Yes. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. Blackish, I've watched it a couple times. Very good show. Kirby Enthusiasm doesn't belong on this list. This is a sentimental placement for him bringing the show back. Glow, I think, is a fantastic show. Yeah, not real sure it belongs in the upper caliber. Marvelous Simpsons Maisel, I've already gone about. Silicon Valley, I love that show. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt doesn't belong here. I, I already see Jeff is putting down my name for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and it is true. I, there's, I was floored by that show. It is so beautifully written. It is so smart. It, it finds a way to do what it wants to do that if I'm voting right now, that without a question is my vote. And, and that's my vote as well. Atlanta, haven't seen it. Barry, uh, they have it under Outstanding Comedy Series. Barry is, is a dark comedy, and I don't know how many people would be um, – you know, may, may fall in line with that. Uh, dark comedy again is being, you know, it's humorous, but there's also death and a lot of blood and you know, whatnot. So it's not your typical, uh, uh, um, comedy like Atlanta or, or blackish blackish. I, uh, unfortunately I don't watch a lot of, uh, broadcast television, so I haven't seen it. Curb your thousand curb your enthusiasm. Slow down, Jeff. It's okay. Um, I agree with you 100%. Um, in the fact that it's, this is a placeholder. This is just out of respect. Glow, boy, it's such a tough um, choice between Glow and Marvelous. For me, Glow, again, falls into the category. It's not a rollout, laugh, hilarity kind of thing. It's 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 a comedy drama, if you will. And Silicon Valley, uh, go ahead. It's a dramedy. It's dramedy, a, it there you go. It, drama comes first, comedy comes second, but it's very funny, but you're absolutely right. Silicon Valley, I'm glad you liked it. To me, there's too many remembrances of the uh, old days when you and I were in that tech bubble, and I also felt like the episodes uh, later in the season became just a little too um, tied down, if you will, or a little too too. Complete. I have that same bounce back, Jeff, that yeah. I watch it at times. It's very uneasy for me, having been a part of that and around those people. Yeah. However, I did think this, that this season actually took chances and was smarter than oh. it had been before. So I really liked it. Okay, but, good, good. Because I, I haven't watched this, this season's episode, so well said. Unbreakable, I watched the first couple of seasons. Again, it was for me, unless it's changed in the last season. It's kind of stayed in the same place. It's basically based on somebody that was locked up in kind of a cult thing for several years and then is released back into modern day it's it was nice and funny but here's the reason why i'm picking marvelous mrs Maisel. it's fresh it's new and um it's 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 taking a lot of chances um that again for me some of these shows that have had previous seasons uh, to me almost that makes it not qualify as much as an outstanding comedy series because some it's hard to compare something that's fresh and new in the first season versus something that's in its fourth or sixth season. I, I think it's the rarity when you can find a show that continues to evolve 
as it goes forward. That's one reason I will stick by Game of Thrones. I know it's had its, its things where it's been up and down, but I think that you look at that, and that's been incredibly consistent. Uh, Breaking Bad was the same thing. So for any of these shows to actually take a season and to push ahead and make their art even better, it's a rarity. So I, I do definitely agree with you. Well, And I, and I think as well, um, especially because um, in the instance where some of the newer shows may get the outstanding I'm sure that Game of Thrones and some of the more established uh, television programs are going to clean up on the technical side. Makeup, editing, sound development. Yeah. All right. I got to do something real quick here, folks. You can't see this at home, but I am moving my camera over to my other monitor where our conference is because now I can actually talk to Todd versus looking away from him all the time. And we may edit that out. All right. Moving on to Outstanding Limited Series. We have The Alienist, TNT, The Assassination of Gianni Versace on FX, Genius, Picasso, National Geographic, Godless, Netflix, and Patrick Melrose on Showtime. Todd. All right. The Alienist, based on Caleb Carr's novel. I loved that novel. I loved this series. I'm shocked it's here because it's a little slow, and I could see where people were kind of, oh, it doesn't do anything um the assassination johnny versace i'm putting it right down now i there is one other piece of work in this category that i love but this gets my vote i thought it was fantastic uh american crime story continues to be ryan murphy just showing how great television can be to take a well-known case such as the assassination of versace and to make it compelling and interesting despite the fact that we know the story it's the same thing he did with the oj simpson case he took something we all knew and made it to where we felt that we were getting the information for the first time fantastic fantastic storytelling uh genius picasso didn't see it uh i'll be honest i'm kind of shocked it's here because the whole genius series has already kind of gotten a little meh by the critics godless on netflix man i if the western is done right the western is done above and beyond many genres and this is one of those that wow i just i watched it and i couldn't get enough and basically tells a story of it's a western story that empowers women and in this day and age with the me too movement it's a very compelling story it gets man it is right behind my vote for versace this is a fantastic miniseries and if versace wasn't here i'd give it to godless patrick melrose never got to see i i the things I read about it were it was okay, so I, it's almost like I think Benedict Cumberbatch gets it a nomination. Wow, it's it's hard to follow that. Um, <clears throat> we're gonna because we are in the AV time machine. This is gonna sound familiar, but I haven't seen any of these. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I remember seeing the, the previews and really wanting to watch uh, the assassination of Gianni Versace, um, just because I I knew uh, and know a little of the impact. Um, of the fashion world that particular individual had. So I'm, I've written uh, Todd slash uh, Jeff coattails. So I'm just writing your coattails on this one because I think um, if I had seen it, I would agree with you. You're listening to the other kind. Go ahead. I didn't say Oh, anything. I thought you were going to say something. I'll have to edit that out. Um, you're listening to The Other Kind of Radio. Today, Todd and I are quickly running through the nominations of the Emmys, which will broadcast on the... What was it? The 17th of September. And we're on to outstanding lead actress in a drama series. We have Claire Foy, The Crown, Tatiana Masal- Maslani, Orphan, Mas- <laughs> Orphan Black, Elizabeth Moth- Moss, good God, Jeff, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, Sandra O, oh, Killing Eve, Carrie Russell, The Americans, and even Rachel Evan, 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 Rachel Wood, Westworld. So this is lead actress in a drama series. Todd, I, I this is a very tough category because of the ones I've seen, these ladies all do amazing work. I from Claire Foy to Tatiana Maslany as Elizabeth Moss, Evan, Rachel Wood. They're all their shows don't exist without them. I mean, they are the identity of those shows. Um, I did not see. Uh, all of Killing Eve, I watched the first episode and I need to get back to that. The Americans, I've already said I didn't watch, but I know the respect for Carrie Russell. And there's a part of me, if I'm thinking who's going, she might win since this is the last season. However, I give my nod to Claire Foy for The Crown. Absolutely love her. I think Elizabeth Moss is great. Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany in uh, Orphan Black won last year 
for doing multiple versions of the same character all cloned off each other and she is flat out amazing in her ability to give each one a true identity you you know it's the same actress but you never doubt who the character is she is amazing however i i just i love claire foy i think she is brilliant in the crown and that's who would get my vote this year um for me I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna disagree with you just so we don't have the same answers. Um, I believe Claire Foy did a great job in the Crown. Um, same thing with with uh, Tatiana. Um, I Sandra O oh and Killing Eve. I have seen the entire season. Sandra O oh to me was more of a reactionary uh, element when it came to storytelling. I wish that they had um, the young lady that played the the assassinate the the. Uh, assassin in that series because she did some stuff that was blew me away as far as some of the acting so she's not on here so i'm going to go with elizabeth moss i think that when it comes to if we're doing just true acting i believe elizabeth elizabeth moss with with the uh difference between what she was doing in Mad Men and of course what she's being asked to do in the handmaid's tale is much different than uh other elements or actresses that are in this category so uh outstanding lead actress Claire Foy, that's who Todd's going with. I'm going with Elizabeth Moss from Handmaid's Tale. And I think your choice is very sound, Jeff. I, I It's a very hard one for me. I've already said my love for that show, so that's a very solid choice. Well, we're going with hearts. That's good. All right. Outstanding lead actor in a drama series. Jason Bateman, Ozark. Sterling K. Brown, This Is Us. Ed Harris, Westworld. Matthew Rise, The American. Milo, oh, Lord. <laughs> First off, I think that's Matthew Reese. I think that's how you say his last name. Oh, Reese. I, oh, I'm sorry, Matthew. Matthew Reese, the Americans. Thank you. This is something like Milo Ventimiglia. Exactly what you said from This Is Us and Jeffrey Wright, Westworld. So I'm really torn on this one. Um, I love Jason Bateman. Um, I, to me, I, there is not a better sarcastic, comedic movie actor out there. I, I In fact, I'm diving into uh, Arrested Development with him right now, and I'd love to go, you get this one. Not going to give it to him. Sterling K. Brown, I, I haven't watched that show, but I do think he's a fantastic actor. Um, Ed Harris, one of my absolute favorite journeyman kind of actors, can slip into any role and just make you believe it. And I do think he is incredibly ominous in Westworld. And, you know, the Americans, this is us, haven't watched it, but Jeffrey Wright in Westworld, my sentiment, I'm giving it to him because I think he brings such heart and depth to that show that Evan Rachel Wood is the brain of Westworld then Jeffrey Wright is the heart of it and I I absolutely love him in that show and I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of the character he plays I believe he is the African-American gotcha uh, and as soon as I say that watch me vote for the wrong guy now you got me panicking well let's we can look it up real quick you I can I can fill real quick you're listening to the kind radio it's Emmy yeah. time and the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, we're we're just all over each other. We, yes, we, right. Yeah, this is we're, we're out of our element. It's okay. We're gonna we're gonna fight through it. Um, I agree with you, Jason Bateman, Ozark. I tuned out of that show as soon as you are faced with what they're faced and the challenges they're gonna have, and you have all of that money you have to hide or, or protect, and you hide underneath the bed. I was out after that. Um, it's actually a pretty good show. I, I, I will I know. say. That. I think it does some good things, and I think then there are times where it's kind of making stupid choices, but it, it was pretty good. Um, this is us. Again, we have obviously two actors uh, in this category. I have not seen it, so uh, I have a feeling that they're probably one of them will win. Ed Harris from Westworld. You know, Ed did a great job, but he plays a bad guy, and it's kind of um, bad guy is, I think, requires um, a certain – I'm trying to – I'm talking like I know something about it. But Jeffrey Wright is the heart, like you said, of Westworld, and I agree. Um, he he is who we see a lot of the story through um, and have to do a lot of reasoning with when it comes to the different uh, plot points that, that, that change and, and create the character that he is. So, Jeffrey Wright for both of us on that. On to Outstanding uh, Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. We have Alexis Bledel, The Handmaid's Tale. Millie Robbie Brown, Stranger Things, Anne Dowd, Handmaid's Tale, Lena Hadley, Game of Thrones, Vanessa Kirby, The Crown, oh God, Th Thandy, 
Yeah, Thandy Newton. Thandy Newton, Westworld. This is great because I can see Todd on camera, and I can see he's just like, oh, oh you can do it. <laughs> oh, Jeff, you can do it. I believe in you, big boy. And Ivan Strahovski, The Handmaid's Tale. I actually think you got that kind of right. Thank you. So we have a number from Handmaid's Tale, uh, and uh, yeah, then the rest are spread out across the other ones. Todd, go ahead. All right, this is this is a really hard category for me, really. I, I think that the women this year are an infinitely harder group to choose from than the men. Um, oh God, I'm, I'm looking down this list because I think Alexis Bledel is amazing in Handmaid's Tale. Millie Bobby Brown, she's one of the standout actors in her show. Ann Dowd is a character actress that has been there forever, and every time she's in something, she is beyond compelling. I'm going to skip my choice and go to Vanessa Kirby from The Crown. I think she's fantastic, too. Thandie Newton. Thandie Newton. I love her in that show. And Yvonne Stravosky. Actually, yeah, you got that right, Jeff. Uh, Yvonne Stravosky. I think she is, again, all these ladies are amazing, but I give it to Lena Hetty for the fact that she's never won for the role of playing Cersei the Queen. She is the perfect villain, and she is spot on hateful angry but the thing that that show always does and i think it does in a way that perhaps no other show has done it it sets out with the conventions of its genre we see that the golden hero who later on we find out has a heart of gold he's softer than you think you see all these things that made them you see the both sides of the character and her character is one of the most disgusting people on the show that works she hers isn't over explained but she is Without her, that show doesn't work. It is it is a shame that she's never been recognized before. So until she gets one of those awards in her hand, I would push that button every time. And that's, again, where, where award shows are stupid. I am now having to go, she deserves it, she deserves it. Oh, by the way, all you other ladies, I, I would work with you in a heartbeat. You're amazing. I agree with you. Uh, this is a list of the who's who as far as uh, actresses that are out there working hard at their craft, uh, participating developing and executing their craft in a way that uh, you summed it up perfectly. I think this is going to be very difficult in this particular category. I'm going to just go a little bit different than, than you. Um, uh, I have a big crush on Lena <laughs> or Lena. Is it Lena or Lena? I don't know which one. I, I don't know. That would, be my, that, that would be my first mistake. I would, I would get to meet her and I'd walk up and I'd say, Lena, I have such a crush on you. And she goes, and she's English, I believe. And she goes, actually, it's it's Lena. And then yeah. I'd be like, okay, well, I guess that's not going to happen. So I'm going to go with Millie Bobby Brown. Um, I have seen both seasons of Stranger Things. I think to play an actress, uh, or excuse me, to play a character that in the first season had didn't have a lot of vocabulary, uh, didn't have a lot of lines, should I say. Um, and then to transition to season two is a bigger part. A lot of the initial acting that, that was done by this particular actress uh, in the beginning was true acting without really just having lines to, to, to rely on to convey what was happening. Um, thought she did a great job. Plus, she goes through kind of a metamorphosis in season two that I think warrants uh, some recognition here. Echoing your same thoughts, though, all of these um, actresses on this list are outstanding and I agree with you. It's a shame we have to pick one, but uh, that's the way it is. We'll move. I, I, I will throw in real quick. Sure. It, it was really hard for me to move away from Thandi Newton. And I think, man, here I here I bemoaned that Westworld I didn't think was as good in, in this last season as it had been. I think it's good. She, golly, she's one of those actresses that was there for a while, kind of went away, and I'm so thrilled that this show's brought her back. She's amazing. We'll move on to outstanding supporting actor in a drama series. Oh, Lord. We've got um... <laughs> Nikolai Coster-Waldo. So the Jay's son, Nikolai Coster-Waldo, Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. I'm going I'm to mess this up. But that's all right, folks. That's why we do it. Kind listener understands. Peter uh, Dinklage, Game of Thrones. Joseph uh, Fines, Handmaid's Tale. David Harbour, Stranger Things. Mandy Patinkin, Homeland. And Matt Smith, The Crown. Okay, so this one, God, this is hard for me again because I've thought that Nikolai Coster Waldau, however you say it, has been deserving on that show. You know, that Game of Thrones is one of those that has so many characters. How do you stand out? But again, 
he is the white golden knight and somehow works. Gotcha. Um, Peter Dinklage as uh, on Game of Thrones. Also here he is the dwarf is, you know, and they keep calling him that kind of thing. He is so much more. I mean, you want to talk about an actor that will just floor you. I love him. Joseph Fiennes, Handmaid's Tale, a perfect villain. David Harbour, Stranger Things. Good God, I love him. Mandy Patinkin, who I have a bit of a man crush on because he does theater as well and he can sing like an angel. Love him. Don't think he really belongs here. I, I actually kind of gave up on Homeland this last season because it just becomes the silliness of the same thing over and over. Matt Smith, The Crown. This guy isn't just Doctor Who. He is fantastic in The Crown. And by the way, did you hear he was cast in the new Star Wars film? Yes, came out. saw that yesterday. So I'm going to be honest. I'm sitting here, and I have a toss-up. I want Nikolai to win, but I also wouldn't mind David Harbour winning for Stranger Things because I think he, as the sheriff, is amazing. Man, I, I'm really torn. I, I'm i going to have to go with... Uh, I'm going to go with Nikolai. That's I, I don't think he'll win, but that's where I'm putting my vote. It's <laughs> the same thing as Linda Hetty. She should have won already. He should have won already. I love your disclaimer. He's not going to win, but he should. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Peter uh, Dinklage. Um, I am up to date on all of the uh, Game of Thrones episodes, and I think that in some of these other actors in these uh, supporting roles in these shows, I think if there was one... If there's one that I think a show would be most missing out of all of these, it would be his character in Game of Thrones. He plays the the negotiator, the manipulator, and um, has been doing such a great job. Now, again, I'm also going on um, I'm making some of these decisions not knowing if they want it in the past. So that could be a handicap for me, but I'll stick with uh, what I picked. I like it. Outstanding guest actress. On a drama series, we've got Viola Davis on Scandal, Kelly Jenrett on The Handmaid's Tale, Cherry Jones, Handmaid's Tale, Diana Rigg, Game of Thrones, um, Cicely Tyson, Very good. How to Get Away with Murder, and Samira Wiley, The Handmaid's Tale. Wow. So Handmaid's Tale has three of the positions here. Uh, Todd, go ahead. You go down this, and it is when you start talking about a guest guest person on a show, it's very hard. Um, Viola Davis, I've never seen Scandal. I, I know she's a fabulous actress. Kelly Jenrette, I actually had to look up who she was, and I don't recall her performance in that show. Um, Sherry Jones, great. Uh, Diana Rigg is a fantastic actor from way back. I mean, she's been acting forever, and I thought that she was just astonishingly good in Game of Thrones. Cicely Tyson, another classic actress who's been a th amazing in a ton of stuff. Samara Willie, Wiley, excuse me, uh, Handmaid's Tale. I, I don't know that you can have Handmaid's Tale without her. I really don't. She is so integral to the, the main character's thoughts, being her friend from way back, but I have to go with Diana Rigg. I just, I love her in that show. I, I think that she brings gravitas to the show and has been sort of the person pulling a lot of strings behind the scenes for so long that I, I, I have to give her a nod. Real quick qu question for you, since you are kind of the technical uh, guru. Uh, guest actress. What I, I always thought guest, guest actress was or actor was somebody that was just kind of, you know, on the show, you know, like, hey, let's have Bob Newhart on the on the show. Um, I guess they can have a recurring role. And when do they, when do they move from from guest to being part of the cast? That's something I'm actually going to have to claim ignorance on. Mm. I it comes down to it, and it can be a reoccurring role. But I, you know, it's it may come down to how many minutes they're in the show. I I can't really say for sure because Samira Wiley to me is more of a a uh, how. Uh, a non-featured role she's yeah. there she's pretty much in that show regularly interesting interesting and we don't have to break all that down i just i that because at some point i mean and even i remember you know in the early days my experience of watching television dukes a hazard or, or whatever i was watching you know as a guest appearance by and then you know lando Calrissian would be running around or doing something but they were there generally for an episode maybe two but that was it so interesting all right, we're moving on to Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. We have F. Murray Abraham, Homeland, 
Cameron Britton, Mind Hunter, Matthew Good, The Crown, Ron Cephas Jones, This Is Us, Gerald McRaney, This Is Us, and Jimmy Simpson, Westworld. And we start getting into... This is kind of hard. Uh, F. Murray Abraham, outstanding actor. I don't, as I already said, I don't care for Homeland. Cameron Britton, I Mindhunter is a standout show to me that came out Netflix. Um, he he definitely is kind of the one of the characters you keep going back to and wanting to see more of. Matthew Good, I think, is great. I don't know anything about This Is Us or Ron Cephas Jones. Heard the name, don't know him. Gerald McCreaney, know who he is, know his work, never seen This Is Us. And Jimmy Simpson, I'm actually going to have to look that up from Westworld to find out who Jimmy Simpson is. That's one of the hard things when you get into this is sure. who are these? Oh, he plays the uh, Ed Harris character, the younger version of the Ed Harris character. Oh. He's great. He's great. See, but And that's where, that's where the lines are blurred. I wouldn't see him as a guest actor because he's in the majority of all the episodes. I wonder if guest actor is a supporting. Is that the way they say support? No, because I'd look down here and they're supporting actors in a comedy. <laughs> oh God, the Emmys are confusing. You, you people suck. I'll stop asking questions. What's your pick? Uh, Cameron Britton from Mindhunter. I, if you've not seen Mindhunter, this is by the guy that that created Zodiac. David Fincher, great director, and it tells the story of the FBI agents who initially began breaking down the minds of serial killers to profile them and came up with that whole thing where they understand who they are. And it is a fascinating series. And this guy plays one of the murders that they interview. And it's, he is, he is just very powerful. You have now helped me with my in-flight entertainment. When I jump on a plane on Sunday, it's great. Cool. 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 Check it out. All right. On to outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. We have, uh, Pamela Adlon, Better Things, Rachel Brosnahan, Brosnahan, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Allison Janney, Mom, Isa Ray, Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, Lily Tomlin, Grace and Frankie. I, I'm not even going to go through the list. I'm just going to 100% nod to Rachel Brosnahan. I think that she is just electric in that show. There are those times when the camera turns on. And there are actors in the world that can suddenly make it come alive. The art of that, knowing a piece of metal with glass on the front with either video piping out of it or film running through it, and you can make it seem essential. You can make it seem alive. It's a talent. And she just glows. I love her. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo, you, echo your vote there as well. Um, and the reason being, um, the way the show opens... The first thing we see is her uh, on a small stage with a microphone giving an address at her wedding. And the whole series, in my mind, rests on that scene. She has to, she has to, it's almost a pitch. She has to sell you on everything that's going on, what the storyline is, and maybe give some, some vague hints at where it's going in that moment. And I think it takes an actress of that caliber to deliver that and have that much pressure to carry the show. That's why a lot of shows open with shadows in an alleyway or, you know, a, a, a quick pan of a city, a city line and, and then a fade in and, and closer. This literally opens with her telling a story. And if she doesn't do that right and it's not written well and, and performed well, uh, you lose your audience. So I agree with you. We'll we'll move on now unless you have I'm anything else. More proud of you after that 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 was a beautiful catch i'd never really thought about that that scene is the single most crucial in the entire series good job jeffrey i'm very proud of you gold star for me today thank you i appreciate that um outstanding lead actor in a comedy series anthony anderson blackish ted danson good place larry david curb your enthusiasm Dan donald glover atlanta bill Hader, barry william h macy shameless I, I'm going to do the same thing. I've got my pick in mind. I know who it is, and I give it to Ted Danson for The Good Place. I don't like network television. I've said that before, but I kept being told that this show was smart. It's funny. It's a 30-minute show, easy to digest. Man, is it good, and it is a show that 100%. Now, everybody in it is great. The casting's great. The writing's great, but 
it is a show that has Ted Danson and Kristen Bell, and they are the charm of the show. And I just, man, I don't think that you can look elsewhere. I think Ted Danson's fantastic in the show. I think, and I haven't seen The Good Place, so my vote is going to differ from yours. Uh, once again, just because we got we got to change it up a little bit. Um, I haven't seen Blackish, and and I hear great things about it, and I hear that uh, everybody's performing well on that. So um, again, my non-vote for that is just out of the fact that I haven't seen it. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different direction here. I know we talked a little bit easy, uh, earlier about it being a comedy series and kind of a dark, what we consider a dark comedy, but I am going to go with Bill Hader. Um, I believe the character that he plays does have a wide range and there are moments where he is being funny. And then there is a scene in which he um, unleashes a certain amount of rage uh, in a room and puts his hand through a uh, picture or a mirror, I believe that's on the wall and I will have to say, I, it doesn't happen often, but that one really, really got my attention. It gave me uh, a little shiver uh, up the spine. There was some real energy that was there, and that sounds so, that sounds so actish to say that. But I'm going to stick with Bill Hader. And again, once again, Todd is going with Ted Danson, The Good Place. That is Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series. You're listening to The Other Kind Radio. We are talking Emmys 2018. And we're moving on now to Outstanding Support Actress in a Comedy Series. Supporting Actress, excuse me. We have uh, Zazie Beetz, Atlanta. Alex Bornstein, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. A.D. Brandt, Saturday Night Live. Betty Gilpin, Glow. Leslie Jones, Saturday Night Live. Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Laurie Metcalf, Roseanne. Megan uh, Mullally. Will and Grace. Will and Grace. <laughs> Gase? Is that just an inadvertent Freudian slip there? You almost just... So my two standouts in this are Zazie Beats from Atlanta. She, if you've not seen the, the most current Deadpool, she is outstanding in that. She yes. brings a true sense of swagger to the to the thing that you know you would think with ryan realms you don't need much more swagger but boy does she bring it but i got to go with alex bornstein from the marvelous mrs Maisel. i watched that show she is a standout as initially the lead character's friend and eventually her manager i so much so that after she'd been on screen for maybe five minutes i paused and i had to go to imdb one of my cardinal rules if i if i can help it is not to stop down something like that i don't want to stop the flow of it but she made me stop and go who's that she wow she just she comes on you've got this this one actress that has just so beautifully said can lead one scene that the whole show leans on and this actress comes on and somehow they're equal that's that's pretty rock solid that is she is and going along the lines of my earlier uh comment about a, a series you know having a gaping uh, or missing um, outline or feeling with that character being gone. I would agree with you 100%. However, I have to go with our friend Betty Gilpin, who um, still hasn't called me. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, after our Glow review, and I was trying to figure out how to uh, pronounce her name. Um, I am going to stick with, with Betty because of her performance in the first season. I think the second season uh, delve a little deeper into that, and I think that... Uh, she does a great job of carrying what you know is the quintessential beautiful actress um, who's getting older and trying to find you know a second career and then work through certain elements of her ha her life. I think um, uh, she spent a lot of time and, and researched uh, uh, this role and has executed well. Nothing against anybody else. I, I am surprised on here the number of Saturday Night Live um, actresses. Not that they are not deserving, but it's, to me, again, and I know what you, how you feel about the Oscars, but this now is feeling much more thrown together for me. Um, I don't know when they started this, this whole week, but starting out live actors in these categories. Look, what they do and how they do it. Right. People bemoan, oh, it's not always funny. Well, you try writing a sketch comedy show a week at a time. You don't get to write these sketches, then they have months to, to uh, hone them out you got to write them and go with it and then you perform it so they they deserve recognition i i find it odd that they end up in this type of thing right they almost like they should have a special comedy for i'm sorry special category for 
programming such as like late night shows. I don't know. It just seems a little oddly placed. Right. Okay, moving right along. Outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series. We've got Louis Anderson, Baskets, Alec Baldwin, Saturday Night Live, Titus Burgess, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Brian Tyree Henry, Atlanta, Tony uh, Shalhab. What's that? Shaloub. Shaloub. Thank you. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Kenan Thompson, Saturday Night Live, and Henry Winkler Berry. Todd. Brian Tyree Henry is outstanding in Atlanta but I'm going to continue my sweep and give it to Tony Shalhoub. I have always thought he's a fantastic actor. Um, this is a guy that, you know, just, I believe, just won a Tony for being on Broadway in a musical. He can handle all kinds of things, but he, man, as the main character's father, brings an angst to the role, and it's one of those that we don't ever really find out where the angst comes from, but he carries it so well, but beneath that you know that that angst is trying to suppress the love that he feels that he's afraid to let go guys it's wonderful seeing an actor of that caliber take on a role like that i'm gonna go with uh, henry winkler um and barry having again seen the series and not wanting to follow uh on every uh nomination on your coattails you know uh for a guy that that was is world not world uh see i said worldly worldly known for a uh henry winkler has done a great job in his his i don't know if you want to call it his his re re rebirth of his career um and he does some really good stuff in here so i'm going to go with henry henry winkler on barry uh, i think you actually picked the pick the winner now that you say that because this is a guy that like you said, has been there forever. They're never going to give him an award for playing the Fonz. Right. But he was great on Arrested Development. Yes. Just hilarious as their lawyer. And now brings it here. And I'm not watching this yet, but I could totally see them going Henry Winkler. And, you know, he'll get up there and he'll probably make a, hey, but I, I think you picked the winner. I think you've, uh, I think because you're in the AV time machine, I think you are cheating. And I think you have quickly jumped forward and now back. And uh, I think that'll be it. So, yes, well said. Wow. <laughs> all right outstanding guest actress in a comedy series Ooh, tina fey saturday night live tiffany haddish saturday night live jane lynch the marvelous mrs mazel mida rudolph the good place molly shannon will and grace wanda sykes blackish man I, i'm torn on this i you know I, i've given everything marvelous mrs mazel's been there for <laughs> i've given them more i jane lynch is great in the show but i don't think that she does anything be, beyond acting like angry indignant Jane Lynch that we've seen before. Uh, Maya Rudolph of the good place. Eh, uh, she's fine. I, but I don't know who to give it to. I, I look at this and I think maybe Tiffany Haddish for Saturday night live gets a nod. Um, she got a lot of great notices for what she did. I don't watch the show too much anymore. This is, this is a hard one because I really don't know what to think, but you're going with Tiffany. Yeah, I am. Okay. I'm going to follow suit there too. And the reason is, um, she is everyone that's on Saturday Night Live is is uh, very talented and and hence the reason they're on Saturday Night Live. However, there are many instances in which Tiffany shows us a little glimpse. I shouldn't say a little, but you get to see you know a parallel or a side or whatever whatever you know uh, words you want to throw in there. Maybe a glimpse is the right of her true genius when it comes to acting. So, good choice. Outstanding guest actor in a comedy series. We've got Sterling K. Brown, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Brian Cranston, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Donald Glover, Saturday Night Live, Bill Hader, Saturday Night Live, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, right. uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Kate Williams, Atlanta. Okay, so we're looking at at least two of my favorite uh, creative people in this. Brian Cranston, easily one of my favorite actors, and I have such a man crush on Lin-Manuel Miranda. Do you know who that is, Jeff? No, tell me. Creator of Hamilton. Oh, 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 okay. Boy, we, someday, we, you know, if I ever get you to do a musical episode, we've got to listen to some of that. It's He is just good. Lord, the talent that bursts from that man. I, there's a chance I think they give it to him because he's already won uh, Oscar. He's already won Grammys, Tonys, and to get his EGOT, which is Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, I believe he may need this. I don't know if he's won one before, but they love that idea of somebody who gets all the awards. However, for me, I'm going to give it to Donald Glover because I think that 
they're not going to give it to Atlanta this year, but they're going to want to acknowledge his immense year, what he's done. And this is the silliness of it. And, and, and I kind of would have to give it to him too. I, I think that you, if we're playing this game, you've got to go, dude, you're rocking it. All right. Um, wow. I'm still kind of, uh, I'll, 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 I'll go with, uh, the curb your enthusiasm, uh, uh curb your enthusiasm with, uh, Lin-Manuel. Um, is that available? Can you watch that without having to go to New York and, and sit in there? Hamilton? Yeah. No, you cannot. Uh, he is, they've, they actually recorded the original cast. They're talking about releasing that into theaters next year. Um, I will tell you this, the, the album of it is the entirety of the music saved for about, I think he took out about 30 seconds that he said were transitional music moments that aren't there. It's produced by Questlove. And it is an astonishingly good record. So if you just at least listen to it and okay. just realize this, you know, it's it's rap. You like it. We'll talk about it off air. I don't want to bore the kind of no, listener. No, and, and I only want to say because I know he's a listener. David from uh, the um, Everlasting, Minute. Everlasting Minute wants to do a musical uh, podcast with us. So that might be we might be wor- worth waiting for to come out, see, and then we can all discuss. I agree. Sounds good. All right. On to lead actress in a limited series or movie, Jessica Bale, The Sinner, Laura Dern, The Tale, Michelle Dockery, Godless, Eddie Falco, The The Menendez Murders, Regina King, Seven Seconds, Sarah Paulson, American Horror Story, Cult. Uh, I really want to watch The Sinner. I keep hearing great things about it. I've just not had time to. And really, I'm going to jump right who I give this to. I already mentioned how much I love Godless. And anytime you have a story like that, where I said it's a Western that ends up being about women taking the empowerment move to protect what they they love. Uh, Michelle Dockery is, she's the heart and the brains of those women and plays a very tough role to pull off and and does it amazingly so. If you've not spent the time with Godless, please go watch it. All right. I'm going to go with Sarah Paulson. I'm, I'm looking her up really quickly there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, the only reason why I'm kind of going uh, in that direction is uh, everybody else is just so well known. So uh, I'm just going to go that route and say maybe they'll pick somebody new. I Our, like Sarah Paulson. She's great. She's just a wonderful actress. Outstanding lead actor in a limited series or movie. Antonio Banderas, Genius Picasso, Darren Chris, The Assassination of Gianna Versace, Benedict Cumberbatch, Patrick Melrose, Jeff Daniels, The Looming Tower, John Legend, Jesus Christ Superstar, Live in Concert, and Jesse Plemons, U.S. USS Callister, Black Mirror. Um, this is a little bit hard for me because I, I'll, I'll I'll throw out who my my two are. I, it's Darren Chris and the assassination of Johnny Versace and Jeff Daniels on the Looming Tower. I love Jeff Daniels. Again, he's one of those kind of people that just slips into a role and has it. But I probably have to go with Darren Chris. I thought playing the murderer of Versace, he did an amazing job of showing the complexity of how a character like that is created, how their their will bends back and forth and how they become different people, a different person to different people. Um, I just think he's outstanding. I do want to say as a, a musical fan, I hated John Legend in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar because he's the wrong vocal style for that performance. I thought he was abysmal and I thought this is politics and that's nothing more. I just had to get my piece out there. So again, who are you going with there? Uh, Darren Chris, the assassination of Gianni Versace, playing Andrew Kananen. All right. We're almost done here for this episode. Outstanding supporters, supporting actress in a limited series or movie. We Wait, have, did you say who you picked? I Oh, no, I didn't. I just jumped right, <laughs> right ahead. I went with Jesse Plemons um, for Black Mirror. Uh, I like what that series doing. Um, for it to be this type of category where you're a lead actor in a limited series, you have not only the pressure of delivering uh, your craft, but you, you don't have episodes to, to kind of work the audience into whatever you're trying to create. You kind of be on and you have to communicate that very quickly. So uh, I liked uh, what he did in that episode. So that is why I am selecting him. Good choice. Oh, that's uh, background Alexa trying to talk. All right. Um, outstanding supporting actress in a limited series or role. We got uh, Sarah Barry Ellis, Jesus Christ Superstar, Penelope Cruz, Assassination of Gianna Versace, Judith Light, Assassination of Gianna Versace, uh, Adina Porter, American Horror Story, Merritt Weaver, Godless, and Atina Wright, Black Mirror, Black Museum. Ah. <sighs> 
this is this is a little hard. I, I'm looking it over. I tried. I kept going. Okay, I'm going to get this done before he says anything. Man, so I, as much as I bemoaned John Legend, Sarah Bareilles, and Jesus Christ Superstar, great shows her chops as both a songwriter and a performer. I probably have to go with Judith Light in Assassination of Gianni Versace. She is, you know, she's been around forever. We saw her in Who's the Boss. She shows in this that she's the boss. She has the chops to to hold this role of a, a person who's murdered by the man who will eventually kill Versace, and she just she shines. Spoiler alert. Um, I'm going to go with uh, uh, is it uh, Latita? Latisha. Latisha. Good God, Jeff. Latisha Wright, uh, Black Mirror. I know I'm going uh, back to back Black Mirror, but that series I really enjoyed. And this this particular um, uh, episode, Black Museum, is fantastic. So I'm going with that as my win. And now we go on to the last uh, category that we'll go over in this in this particular episode of The Other Kind Radio. Outstanding supporting actor in a limited series or movie. Jeff Daniels, Godless. Brandon Victor Dixon, Jesus Christ Superstar, John Yegazamo, Waco, Finn Witterick, The Assassination, Ricky Martin, The Assassination, Edgar Ramirez, The Assassination, and Michael Stolberg, Stolbarg, The Looming Tower. Todd? Wow. Uh, so I've got two people here that I'm kind of, I'm mulling it over. I'm trying to think. I I thought for pulling off a live musical, Brandon Victor Dixon, who has been on Broadway in Hamilton is a fantastic actor. And man, when he came on, you're just watching somebody that has talent that many of us only dream of having. Um, Michael Stubarg is also fantastic in the looming tower. Oh, and there's Ricky Martin. You know what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Brandon Victor Dixon. He won't win, but I'm giving it to him because I am in awe of people that just have raw talent. Well chosen. I'm going with John Yegazamo just because I've followed his career. I'm a big admirer, um, and it would be nice. But however, you can tell by simple math that uh, the assassination of uh, Gianni Versace is probably going to bring something in there. Well, folks, we usually like to do this in a little uh, easier mode, but we are against the clock, so to speak, in the business. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Todd, thank you so much for your time. The other Got the thumbs up from him. Check us out on our webpage, www.theotherkindradio.com. We're available on any of your favorite podcast uh, sources. We will be back next week with the rest of the uh, nominations, getting you ready for the 2018 Emmys. Feel free to stop by, give us a rating on any of the podcast uh apps you use as it always helps build our as Todd says the code that gets our uh, podcast out there thanks again for listening we'll see you next week we all are the other kind radio the other kind